Good morning, Eastern Oregon, and welcome to this September 7th version of AM Live on EOA, your connection to Eastern Oregon. We're glad you're here with us today. And uh, don't forget our stuff is always available on our Roku channel, EOA Live. Yeah, I talk about it all the time. Yep. All you got to do is just click on your Roku, go to the search bar, EOA Live, it'll pop up, download yeah. it. And it's it's funny, as, as much as we mentioned that, there are still other times like, you guys have a Roku channel? I had no idea. So, yeah, I know. Lots of people say yeah, that. So. It's very regular, like on, especially on like live streams. People are like, Roku? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's better to watch on your TV, if you right. mean, especially like the older generation. And this isn't being like. Yeah, you who know. is that? But it, <laughs> people that don't necessarily know how to how to mirror your phone to your TV. Yeah. The simple answer to that is Roku. Yeah, it's funny because as as much as all of our electronics are integrated, it's still really don't make difficult. It easy. It's still really difficult yeah. for to get. Hey, how do I get this to there? You yeah, know? they don't make it easy. Uh, uh-uh, no. Thankfully, Google and YouTube. They there's a lot of differences. Yeah, but so yep. Good. Good. How are you, Swan man? I'm good. What is today? Thursday. Today's, First Friday. Yeah. First Friday. Seems right. like this week just flew by. Well, I mean, it was it started with a day short, and yeah, so then that's true, right? And then those things always, yeah, that's how it always goes. Yeah, I saw a meme where it's like, I dread the Tuesday after Labor Day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I, the the three day weeks just, or excuse me, the four day weeks just kind of mess me up. I mean, you know, but yeah, because you, it is. My kids just started school yesterday, their first day of school was yesterday compared to here who I like if I remember right I think we talked about this when 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 I was a kid we always started after Labor Day yeah but Legrand starts before Labor Day which is weird yeah well so George Mendoza is here with us this morning and we'll ask him about put that. him on the hot seat yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's too tough of a question outside of his can, realm of knowledge he probably could figure that out yeah, yeah. cool so but uh yeah no, and that's always, it's, I know that it's from being married to a teacher for 20 years that it's all about, you know, yeah, it's they math. Got, there's a certain amount yeah. of days they have to get yep. in in a year. And, and, and in our area, snow days, I mean, they build snow days normally into the schedule a little bit. So they have some padding, but even that can mess stuff up. When I was a kid, once again, and, and this isn't the old walking up the hill with no shoes. On <laughs> I never had one snow day in my whole well, of school here, not one, and here? and it was way more. There was way more snow back then, and I promise you that there was one year. I think it was ninety four. So I think it was my freshman or sophomore year in high school. We couldn't even go out our front door. We had yeah. to go out the back door and dig the front door out because it had drifted about eight and a half feet high. Yeah, that's not when you lived here. That's when you lived here, not in Southern California. No, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I lived here for most of my life. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And we never had one snow day while I was in school. Yeah, no, not once. I tell you, I I grew up in Wyoming, and I mean, when it snowed, it was serious snow, and it, I mean, it literally would have to be. There were not very many snow days, yeah, because the bar was real set, you know, was set high. I mean, they're just that culture is more acclimated for snow, and so it was like, yeah, I mean, six inches of snow, the buses didn't even hesitate to run. I mean, they were going to run. So, yeah, it's not like Western Oregon where my kids are. If there's yeah. a Skiff. Skiff. They're like, oh, we're on bus routes or we're camp. No, no rides today. Or yeah. But I also don't think I I think part of today, like the 
the whole thing with today is I don't think near as many kids walk to school. I don't ever see kids walking to school. We all walk to school. Yeah. Everybody. We all everybody that lived on the east side of town would walk up through the college. And you know what I mean? That was a part of it. And yeah. Now I don't see no I many kids and, out. Yeah, kid, and even when my kids were young, we would I would go get them. I we I would pander to them and it was fun. I would make jokes because we'd be close to our house. And we didn't live that far away from, I mean, top of Second Street is where we live, not far from the high school. And I would see somebody walking close to our house, and I'd go like, how did that kid get here? Make it, yeah, right. Yeah. My how, mom worked at the high school when I walked to school. I could have very easily, like, hopped in the vehicle and rode with mom. Yeah. But I'd, I liked walking. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was part of the, you know, we, we wanted to be outside as much as possible. Yeah. Spent, spent more time. Up there, so it's gone now. But there used to be basketball courts outdoors at EOU, uh -huh. and they were they were nine foot hoops. They oh, were wow. a foot shorter. Yeah, and they were right there next to uh, um, Ackerman. So where now there's a, a dorm there, but mm -hmm. that used to be you know a basketball. It used to be blacktop, and I spent so much time in my childhood right there because it was right on the way home from yeah. school. If, I didn't, if we didn't have practice or something, we, we're stopping and playing basketball on the way home every day. Yeah. How life has changed. So different. Yeah. So different. You want to do sports? Let's do it. All right. Morning sports report brought to you by Northwest Furniture and Mattress. Big red rocking chair on Elm, off Adams in the Grand. Go check them out. Daggett family, their showroom is absolutely gorgeous. It's American-made home furnishings. They want to make you comfortable in your own home. EOU Sports this weekend. Uh, we have volleyball on Friday at 7. We have volleyball on Saturday at 5. We play Multnomah and Warner Pacific. Those should I, I don't want to overlook games, but, I mean, we're number one in the country. This team's really good, and those teams are kind of lower-end teams in the CCC. It should be no problem. Uh, EOU is 9-0 right now. They're the number one team in the country. And uh, I sat down with head coach Kaki McLean-Moorhead, and here's a little snip of that. Nine games into the season, ten games into the season. Um, Nine. Unblemished record so far. So far. Number one in the country. So what, far. What do, you, what do you tell the girls, like, when when you have them all together and, and you know, you have this bullseye, like I, I call it, you know? Yep. Um, what do you tell them? You know, it really just comes down to going back to work and getting 1% better every single day and having that growth mindset. And it's not about right now. It's about where we want to be in December. Uh, I'm going to release that interview on Friday. I was going to release it earlier in the week, but I decided I'm going to try to release interviews that coincide with sporting events. So mm -hmm. like they play on Friday, so I'm going to release that on Friday. Um, it's a full interview with Kaki. It's about 15 minutes long. It'll come out on my sports show on Friday before the volleyball game. Um, EOU football's at home this weekend. Again, they had a tough week last week. Uh, I think this weekend it should be better. There's a, you know, I talked to a lot of people around town and everybody's feeling much better about this football team than last year. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good starting point. Uh, the last week's game was rough. But I think this uh, preseason game against Whitworth will get some stuff tuned in. One o'clock, Community Stadium. Get out there and support them. It's uh, it's kids weekend and it's small business weekend. So if you have a small business here in town, 
and you want some free tickets, email uh, EOU Athletics, and they'll give you, I think, up to five free tickets for games this weekend, which wow. is kind of cool. Just any small business. We could get tickets if we wanted to, if, if you know anybody that yeah. wants tickets. Um, and then on Saturday at the mm-hmm. games, they're going to print out posters for the kids, and the athletes are going to sign them after the games, which is kind of cool, too. I mean, you'll get to meet – Obviously, a whole bunch of different football players, and then the number one team in the country, the volleyball team, will be doing the same thing after their game at five. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'm also working on another project right now, the same thing I did last year. I'm going to sit down and interview every single LHS senior athlete, and here's a little sneak peek at that. Do you like uh, pineapple on pizza? Nope. What's your favorite food? Like if mom's cooking or like a restaurant, like what, what do you got to have? I got to have steak. Yeah? Steak and potatoes. Do you like uh, pineapple on pizza? I do, actually. It's probably my favorite pizza. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Yeah. Uh, Probably enchiladas. I love those. Red or green? Uh, Green. You like uh, pineapple on pizza? I do. What's your favorite food? Uh, I'd have to say pepperoni pizza. Really? Yeah. Like, out of everything. You could have T-bone steak. You could have... Pasta, but you're gonna take pepperoni pizza. It's either pepperoni pizza or maybe a flame mignon. Do you like uh, pepperoni on pizza? Yes. You do? Yeah. You're one of the weird ones, huh? <laughs> What's your favorite food? I don't know. I'd probably get a steak. I asked him, "Do you like pepperoni on pizza?" I even fooled myself on that last one, but that's a small look into. I, I'm. Holly up at the high school is emailing me the list of all the senior athletes. I know for sure just football and volleyball because that's what I'm working on right now. There's there's 19. So it's going to end up being around 50 again like last year. So I'll release those by themselves as little, you know, segments. And then at the end, I'll make a little video, a little highlight video of all of them and release it for the kids to enjoy and the families. Yeah. All right. LHS football's at uh, Crook County on Friday. They're going to play Klamath Union, which would have been a better first game for us. Yeah. I mean, because Klamath Union's a little bit, not quite the caliber team that Weezer is. Um, And I think we'll do a lot better. Peasley, the quarterback, I talked to him yesterday. He's he's playing. He's good. He just tweaked his ankle that he hurt during camp again, and – He's going to be back, and and I mean, we just we got to figure out the the offensive line. It's it's weird because the similarities between Legrand and EOU is this year is it's the same. I mean, it's up front, and and that's the hardest positions to recruit. So I understand. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the hardest to get kids to play. No, you know, in high school, nobody wants to be the lineman. Everybody wants to touch the ball. You know, sure. and, and so it's a really really hard positions to fill. And that's where we're going to win or lose games this year, both EOU and LHS. So we got to get that figured out. Yeah. Morning Sports Report brought to you by Northwest Furniture and Mattress. Big red rocking chair on Elm, off Adams in LeGrand. Go check them out. Yep. All righty. Well, and then mentioning our sponsors, uh, uh, want to be sure and talk about Valley Insurance downtown LeGrand here. Appreciate uh, Matt and Joel. Joel, thank you. Matt and Joel own that business and they bought the old Umqua Bank building downtown. And if you're losing your Oregon health plan, be sure and check them out. Uh, Valley Insurance downtown. So, and they're also a, a sponsor of the football games. 
that are happening, and uh, we appreciate <clears throat> the stuff yeah, that they do. Big supporter of the community, just everything, sports. Yeah, yeah, and those the businesses that do that. You know, I mean, I, uh, Rock and Sons. I talked to uh, Justin last night, JB, and they're they're going to be they're going to be sponsoring the games too. But those, you know, those businesses that consistently uh, support sports, whatever it might be, you know, yeah, big help, big help for us, but Reed even a bigger help for the community. Always jumps in P and K. Yeah. Northwest furniture and mattress. Yeah. Buffalo peak does it whenever yeah. we give them a call. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of businesses. Uh, bench warmers does it anytime I call Scarfo. Hey, yeah. we need a, we need a sponsor for something. Jumps yeah. in and, yeah, we got. We're fortunate that we have businesses like that. In, yeah, in it was funny town. the other day when I was, I think, I think three or two or three of the conversations that I had happened over the text message. You know, I mean, I sent them a picture of the flyer and said, "Hey," and you know, "Yep, that sounds good." So just funny. Cool. All right, uh, let's take a look outside. Uh, pretty this morning. I love. I love the cooler mornings. And this is uh, this is what it looks like today. Uh, Eighty again. Yep. And I can just, live with that. Just exactly what it was predicted earlier in the week. So it's nice that it's getting down below fifty at night. Too. Yeah. It makes it nicer. I can turn the AC off and open the windows and <laughs> get some fresh air. You know. That's right. Yeah. So, well, uh, George Mendoza is going to be here with us in just a minute, and I want to remind you all that you have the opportunity. Oh, wait, I forgot. I got just a, forgot a bit of news. And that is um, the a couple of the council members resigned last night in, in Baker City. With, I mean, that, there's something going on. And I've, you know, they've had some issues. I don't know what's going on on the inside, but there's been some contentiousness and drama going on at the city council in Baker City. Two of the members resigned last night. And the, the deal with that is, is now they don't even have a quorum in order to do business. So they've got to call an emergency election and deal with that. And, and just a little bit of news. We don't really know what's going on behind the scene, but uh, Alex uh, McCadden, our news director from across the straight, the state sent us that information. Appreciate Alex. Um, so George is going to be on the show here in just a minute. And this is your opportunity to ask questions. I've, I occasionally will have people that will, after the fact, ask me, well, why didn't you ask him this? Or why didn't you ask him that? And it's like, this is your opportunity. And if you uh, if, if you have something that you want to put up here and have us talk about, then now's the time to do it. Yeah. Good morning, Jackie. Yep. So, all righty. Well, we'll be right back right after this with George.
All right, we're back with the Grand Superintendent, the Grand School District Superintendent George Mendoza. Glad you're here. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Good to see you, Brent. Good, <laughs> Good to see you, Dazi. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah. So I guess let's start with the, the the question that we asked before you were on. You were actually right over there and you could have answered. But yeah, so what what determines whether school starts before Labor Day or after Labor Day? Oh, you know, it is kind of like you were describing. Um the seat time hours and folks collaborating on that. So there's a there's a um, calendar committee that comes together usually around 15 to 20 people and they look at the instructional hours that the district has to offer and they look at um, every month and activities that take place every month. Um, so they have to look at what we do with parent-teacher conferences, they look at winter break, they look at Thanksgiving break, they look at spring break, they look at all these places and place marks and then they uh, also look at the Union County Fair and uh, oh, the stock show falls, yeah and so they try to make these decisions based on um, how do we get it so that more students can participate in, in the stock show versus um, miss out uh, uh, participation in the stock show so I know that they use that as kind of a, uh, a capstone and then they work back from there because um, the stock show is at the end of the year uh-huh I, and i guess it's like the second week of june so a lot of people always want school to end prior to the second week of june or on the monday tuesday so that folks can do things on wednesday thursday friday for stock show got it so there's just a lot i actually don't participate um in the calendar committee uh scott carpenter actually works with the the calendar committee then they come up with uh two or three options mm -hmm. and then basically unions vote and Teachers get a chance to give feedback to the committee, and then uh, then they give a recommendation to the school board to adopt a calendar. And my understanding is we adopted a three-year calendar um, this the year before. So we're we're I think we're on year one of a three-year adoption for our our calendar. A lot so, of but there's a lot of steps. Yeah. So the the bottom line is it's it's not a casual thing that someone just like eh yeah I mean no it's it's involved <laughs> and there's parents that get invited to that there's uh, teachers, there's classified staff, there's board members too that represent. Um, and Students? And I don't know. I would say I don't think that there's a student. There might be a student, but uh, I would say likely not student input um, at that level. Mm -hmm. So that, that could be, I'll just say, an improvement area for us to have a, a middle school and high school student to give feedback on that committee. I just think, like, from when I look at it, I, it, just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go to school for a few days and then have a big long holiday weekend the first week mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it just seems odd well but, yeah it happens yeah. that's for us to get the days in that we want to um yeah and i could go into longer details yeah but it's all right yeah so let's let's talk let's yeah so how is school started uh -huh. And how's it going? I mean, how you know how you, you feel know, about where we're at? I'm going to just say that it is a, a normal feeling school year um, relative to like five years ago uh, or six years ago or seven years ago. Um, we're talking about school problems nowadays. Um, we're talking about curriculum or math or attendance. Um, we're talking about behavior once in a while. We're talking about typical normal things. Uh, air conditioning not working somewhere 
and that's um, good that's because the, of i mean finish the rest of well the just it's, it's it's no longer about the c word mandate this or uh requirement <laughs> that right. or uh you know I'll, I'll just say anything related to um to COVID type of right. mitigation strategies and yeah. and now it's really just teaching and getting kids to engage and getting folks to participate at a high level and then for us to get people to show up consistently right with so. the with the new influx of covid that's going on right now has there there's there hasn't been anything coming down the pipeline nothing i'll just say nothing new from the state um in terms of uh get ready for this or do this so no kind of uh variant type of uh, strategy and having us to do uh anything but we do have a communicable disease plan and the state always makes you update your communicable disease plan um, and then you have to, of course, take action um, if there is a significant outbreak. But the reality is um, we just, you know, we've been having to have communicable disease plans for a long time. So, but nothing with the state saying, get ready for this or go do that. Um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Again, this is your opportunity. If you have a question that you want to ask of George, put it in the comments and we'll kind of push that to you. Put him on the hot seat. Yeah, put him on the hot seat. You so, know, can I go back though? Yeah, yeah I will absolutely. say, um, vibe. Usually, it's always this way too. By the way, new school year, new start. People really excited. So you got that vibe of mm -hmm. excitement and joy, and um, people ready. Mm -hmm. People wanting to make an impact, um, and people like. I'll just use the word more prepared than ever to like really meet the needs of students. Mm -hmm. That's that's the vibe. Um, and kids in general, keeping it, you know, to say, keeping it respectful or, or keeping things um, like they're happy to be there too mm -hmm. and showing eye contact and being engaged. And uh, I'll just say starting off with a strong culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. good. Do you, so the, the class that just graduated, I guess the senior class, they were last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they spent a majority of the COVID. I mean, they were really affected by the COVID years. Do you, do you are you, are you seeing, and I don't, I don't know. I think that part of what I observed and I think from talking to you and Scott after COVID was, is that, I mean, going back to class is harder. Mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, there's no, I mean, if, if you, there's not a kid out there that's not going to follow the least path of resistance and certainly doing online class or being able to mm -hmm. skate through that was pretty easy. So then, and in the meantime, some of those kids got jobs and they figured out that they could get paid uh, rather than going back to school. And so then maybe they chose to get a GED or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. So what, I mean, do you think we're kind of through some of that? Have kids acclimated to the harder work of just going back to school? You think? Um, I think we're, we're moving in that direction. I yeah. do think that um, in general, um, people don't like doing hard things no. in general. Nobody, and I yeah. sometimes think um, it's a learned habit. It's a learned skill. It's right. a learned behavior to, to look at something and say, um, I don't like it, but I'm going to do it because it's going to make me better. And so I do think that we're getting more kids back. And there are kids that have not done so well online, but they, for for I'll just say for mental health or anxiety reasons or be, whatever it might be, there's reasons that kids say like, eh, I don't want to be around a whole bunch of other kids or I don't want to be a bunch of 
around a whole bunch of other adults. I kind of like this online. And, uh, and there's a place for that, and, and there's systems set up to support people um, for that. And, but there are more kids, I'd say, or even families saying that my kid's not doing so well online, or my kid's not learning as much online, or my kid needs more social and peer interactions. Mm -hmm. And so they're bringing them back. And then that, that creates sometimes a set of problems with um, some kids really on level, some kids very below level, uh, some kids that haven't had as much social interaction and then getting them back in and mm -hmm. getting them engaged. But in general, I would say we, I, I wind up doing this kind of like we've been on this trajectory and we've been going on this trajectory. And there are sometimes kids going this way, but but we're, we're trying to get them back and we're trying to make sure people come back. Um, we are in a, a place of recovery. So I do feel that I, I wind up telling people like we are. But I think that there is some disillusionment at times. And then we got to just still um, understand that that's part of this world. And sometimes we're not happy about some of the things, but we got to accept or acknowledge and then move on and, and move forward. So, yeah. But yeah, I would say sometimes there are kids uh, still wanting to do an online experience, but I'm going to say there's also a lot of kids coming back because they want an in-person experience. Well, and it's just hard because when you're, I mean, my, there, my under my well, I mean, looking back on all of my school, even through college, there's not ever a time where I loved it. You know, I mean, I took a physics class in high school that I loved. That, but everything else was like it was just work. You mm -hmm. know, and um, and I, I never would have volunteered for it. It, it was just a requirement. It was mm -hmm. something. But in college, there was a shift for me because, and I figured out okay, I, I really do need to absorb this learning for my benefit. And so then my learning style, or at least my, my practices changed, mm -hmm. and I started to be more intentional about getting information. So in high school, it was like it was pushed on me and I accepted it. You know, in college, my it shifted a little bit. And so, and I, I guess I'm presuming that that happens with high school, that I mean that happens with high school kids everywhere. Every they're they're not really aware. I mean, so if they if they can skate by by doing it online or skate by by doing it an easier way, then they just will. That's just the way the kids are, you know. So yeah. I mean there's I, I a would, certain segment yeah. of them that are yeah. playing so, on that. Some are really driven yeah. and some really are achievement oriented or goal oriented. Yeah. And then some are let me just do what I gotta do and then some are uh I'm not, I don't really like this thing. <laughs> so you get a lot of that. And I think the goal for us is always to like understand them um, and connect with them and then try to support them, whoever they are. Well, and, and, and the other dynamic that certainly has changed over the last couple of years is uh, people are needing workers. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, you have a high school kid who hasn't even graduated and he's able to make, you know, 18 bucks an hour mm -hmm. just because he's willing to, Put in the work and so then you're then from an education standpoint they're like well i don't i'm already making 18 bucks an hour why in the world do i need to finish high school mm -hmm. so so they're short-sighted i mean it's just how it is yeah, yeah. and we got it yeah and we we try to communicate uh long-term and short-term type thinking too on i'll just say decisions like that when it yeah. when it comes to it yeah so you guys broke ground on the wildcat center Yes. <laughs> so talk talk about talk about that and and the other projects that are going on in the school. Um, so Wildcat Center is going very well. Very thankful for the work that's taking place. Um, 
uh, Jared Teeter and Mike Becker and, and their team. Um, there's a gentleman named Scott who's a superintendent that's always there on site, and I've been really impressed, impressed with Scott. Um, they moved the dirt now. They've excavated and done, done all the dirt work necessary. Um, they've got everything approved now for um, doing the, uh, the foundation. So they're putting in uh, the stem walls and they're going to be laying the slab and then pretty soon we'll be getting the structure up. So this, I think this month is more the, uh, a lot of concrete work, mm -hmm. a lot of stem wall stuff, a lot of uh, structural integrity stuff um, from the foundation. And uh, they've moved everything. Um, they've had, I'll just say they had to get to clay and then they had to rebuild for, and then put in rock and different things for, uh, for foundation, and so it's it's been really pleasant, really good. Um, couldn't be more satisfied with with how that is that's going. We did a seismic grant, so the auditorium um, at the high school is, has a is I'll just call it seismically retrofitted, reinforced for any kind of uh, earthquake event, and has a, a new uh, a new uh, uh, I don't know why roof, and then we have a new facade that's coming up, and then we have the the Tiger and an LG at the Athletic Center because it's in that section. Um, so that whole entrance into the auditorium and gym um, has been remodeled or upgraded to. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's very pretty. Um, we did, um, we're doing it at this time also HVAC projects at the, at the high school so that um, the 1950s wings is entirely complete with uh, air conditioning. So this well, that's the hot area too. That, so you're talking about that. So oh. at, the, at the end of September, we should have a new chiller, um, and everything's connected to that chiller where there'll be airflow that's cold airflow into the gym, into the auditorium, and into the entire 50, 50 wings, as well as the CTE building wow. having air conditioning. Um, we also um, fixed the air conditioning units that we had upstairs at the high school and at the middle school. Our goal is to get air conditioning now in the 70s wing of the high school, as well as the uh, the downstairs section of the middle school. Um, we we the the tennis court area that was the central parking lot. Mm -hmm. um, we now made it into a parking lot. So we took out the tennis court overlay, um, and then we regraveled, regraded, and made it into a, a, a a functioning parking lot with asphalt. So that took place. Uh, the Greenwood courtyard was also updated. So we took out all the old asphalt and then we uh, put in new asphalt. So now that courtyard is uh, up to date and new. We put in two different ADA ramps at Greenwood as well uh, to improve accessibility. We did uh, two playground um, updates, uh, one for Island City and then one for Greenwood. Um, new carpet in lots of areas just let's just say a lot of projects and, they, and they've they've gone well good yeah good and i i was thinking about this earlier i mean i've been involved in a number of organizations and helping them grow and adjust and so on and so forth but with i can in a complex organ i can't even imagine what it's like for a school district but those organizations and even our business you're adjusting a hundred little things that you can adjust a lot of times there's no there's no real big push forward you're just adjusting a whole bunch of small things a little at a time raising it you know making it better yeah 
Is that that. ever, I mean, is that, is that your life? Is that a description of, of, I I love the, uh, yeah. Making things better. Yeah. Is, uh, that's my goal. Yeah. Uh, better facilities or better math or better reading or better humans. Right. Or better school system, but better. And, and there's always like, what can we improve, you know, with the money that we have with facilities projects. So there's intentional thinking of projects yeah. and then priority one or priority two or priority three yeah. and then aligning the resources so that we can get them. Yeah. And if I ever showed you a list of all of that, um, to me, it brings me joy that we can just, that one's done, right. that one's done. And, but we still have a bunch more to go. Yeah. And, and I mean, my staff here, they hear that word all the time, intentional. I don't, I just don't want it to be like, you know, the decisions that we make, I want them to be on purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And so rather than, ah, eh, you know, uh, yeah. so, so they, the guys that we've been working on some editing projects and stuff and, and they know they have to defend their rationale for mm-hmm. why it is that they made those decisions. And, and that helps us, that drives us all drives our product better, makes our business better makes our lives better. So yeah. how, so graduation rates and I mean, talk about some of the rates, the things that you guys have been working on and how you're doing, how you're doing on that. Yeah. I, good, good topic. Um, last school year, we had around a 69% graduation rate. I was to say the 22 or the 21, 22 school year. That was a very strong COVID impact year. And um, now, how is that measured? Sixty-nine percent of what people uh, who started? Or yeah, people who started, and then our completion rate was right, seventy-two percent. That's the lowest that I had seen it in my time in our school district. So that was a that was tough. And I'm I'm going to just say I am also uh, accountable, but also um, I'll just say at some level achievement oriented. And and our goal in our strategic plan at that time was to get 95% to 98% completion rates and graduation rates. So that was not good. So immediately that next school year, so the 22, 23 school year, um, once I heard that our rate was this, I really it's applying strategy and resources. So it's really saying to our counselors and to our principals at the high school and, and to Scott and me as well, but all right, we need a, a system that's much better than what we were just doing. So. I basically asked for a green zone list, which is all the kids that are on track to graduate, a yellow zone list of the kids that we should be worried about and we should be supporting, and then a red zone list of what kind of targeted interventions and supports are we going to do for students that are in red zone. And then um, we added a zero period so that students can come in on an extra period and an eighth period so that students can come in and have lab classes as well as tutoring during that time. And then we started to force um, basically action for students to take that were credit deficient to take zero period and eighth period and do credit recovery. And then during the school day, we also had a, a lab class or a study skills time where we also plugged in students. So that, that yellow zone decreased and had a much more green zone. And then that red zone became yellow zone all the way to having some of our red zone become um, get into the green zone. So the reality is we had, we have a 92% graduation rate this school year. Um, and then we'll, our completion rate will likely be anywhere near 94%. And then our on track for, 
for students is around 84% for freshmen right now. So, so that, that's your, that's your aim for this. That's your prediction. That's, for that's this where year. we finished, finished last year because of the work of, because we knew what happened two years ago, we put in systems in place to start monitoring and okay. checking and having conversations with each student and their families. Uh, I told folks for me, it was like, we need to know their story. We need to know the situation. We need to know what credits they need. We need to apply resource and strategy to make sure that there's more time, practice, and opportunities for them. And I want I want every two weeks for staff to be meeting on this and to, to be meeting with the students and meeting with the families. And then I, I asked Scott to create a spreadsheet, basically, that monitored and tracked. And then every month, I would come into meetings to get the updates as well. And then we talk about who's doing what with which student to make sure that they can graduate. Wow. So that took place last school year. And that's, that's going to keep taking place. Good. The goal is always, uh, to me, every child should graduate, every student. Well, and that is in a smaller school, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, uh, uh, Embler has done really well with that for for many years. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know how many, maybe they have 50 seniors graduate. I don't, it might be less than that. And and that is one of the advantages of a smaller school mm -hmm. is you you know the names of every one of those kids. Yeah. And, and you know, Legrand, I mean, normally have less than 200 around it. Right? Yeah, 190 to 170. Yeah, you know, um, that's a that's a lot of kids. I mean, lot you know their names, but yeah. that every one of them is on a journey. Yeah, every one of them is someplace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's there's a lot of lived life experiences yeah. that come into play, and a lot of um, situations that uh, some have really stable home lives, some don't. Yeah, uh, some come with really strong habits, some don't. Yeah. And uh, you got to figure it out with them and try to motivate, inspire, connect and build relationship and then get them on track. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's awesome because, I mean, I mean, you knew their names, but if they're showing up on a on a list and they're categorized and then mm -hmm. then everybody is alerted to that. Wow. We got to We got to plug into that. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. So credit to me, it's back to the credit to our counselors, credit to our teachers, credit to our principals, credit yeah. to Scott. Credit to a lot of people um, to do the work, to build the relationships, to make the connections, to help students uh, find, I'll just say, courses that help them to get recovered with their credits. And then to create, I'll just say, pressure and support and accountability as well as love, you know, and flexibility. And all of that is what leads to, for kids to finish. Yeah. And them attending. I oh mean, yeah, they, right, right. Yeah. So, oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah. So let, yeah. So let's yeah talk about that. Well, I think I would say another one that came out is, uh, you know, as a district, our attendance, and they use the word um, regular attender. A regular attender is a child that attends more than ninety percent of the school year. Okay. Okay. Then a non-regular attender is a child that attends less than ninety percent. Okay. And so, our our regular attender rate was around seventy-two percent last year for the district, some higher, some lower in the schools. But what that's basically saying is that around 30% of our kids are not regular attenders. So that really means that we have around 30% of our students that miss more than 17 days of school each year. And uh, it's hard, I'll just say that, I wind up telling people it's hard to be great when you're not showing up. Um, <laughs> it's hard to learn math when you're not showing up. It's right. hard to learn reading. It's hard to learn science. It's hard to get all your credits when you're not showing up. Um, do you think that has like, a, I, I would imagine that has a lot to do with 
both parents having to work nowadays. Uh, not the kids aren't near as disciplined as they used to be. My mom told me, "I'll whoop your butt yeah. if you don't go to school." I mean, no. It's that simple. You're right. There's a lot of factors. You know, part of it is habits. Part of it is relationships. Part of it is um, family dynamics. I I wind up saying, you know, I came from a family that didn't go to school. My mom went to third grade in Mexico. And my dad didn't go to school. There wasn't a strong like family value of education. I think my family wanted me to go to school, um, but they weren't like, you're going to graduate and you're going to be the best thing ever. They weren't, they weren't doing that. Um, you needed to have a relationship with me. If I knew you liked me, Dodzy, if I knew that you cared about me, and if I knew that you thought I could be something or do something, I'd be like, you're going to show up. Yeah. Whatever you say, Dod you know, whatever mm -hmm. you say, Mr. Dodds. Yes, sir. And that that's how it worked. For me, I, I needed relationship right. or connection or somebody that that showed care. And if mm -hmm. you showed care, I, I showed care for you back. But if yeah. you were a person that was like, do this, do that, show up or don't, I don't know you, yeah. then I'd be like, I'll just do what I need to do. And I'm not going to give you my best effort. I'm just going to check my box too. Right. So I'll nowadays you, you have that element, mm -hmm. you know, the, the family, you know, like, Maybe the family's top priority isn't school for the kid. And then you add all the other, the new stuff on top to both parents having to work, mm -hmm. not as much accountability for kids. I mean, a lot of kids nowadays are being raised by social media, I mean, mm -hmm. TV or, or the internet. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that are different yeah. and a lot of ways for kids to have their needs met. Huh. And, uh, and kind of like you were saying, the path of least resistance sometimes is it's easy for some people to want that. Uh, doing hard things um, is, a, is a habit that has to be learned. Um, but at the end of the day, it's our duty and our obligation to build relationship. Yeah. And, and to connect and to engage. And the reality, though, is that the habit of showing up or the habit of attending is really important for jobs, you know, for work. For real for, life. For yeah. life. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I would just say, you know, if you attend... And if you do participate in a club sport or activity, or you participate by just being engaged in class and turning in assignments, mm -hmm. you will pass. Right. I usually tell people it is hard to attend and fail. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. but if you attend and you participate, you're going to pass. That's just, it's going to happen. Right. Um, so even that attend participate equals pass, that's a normal thing. But if you don't attend and you don't participate, uh, we're, we're having trouble. <laughs> we're having to figure it out. Well, and it is that is so essential in life skills, too. You know, I mean, in employment, I, I'm amazed at when I interact with younger people and we have a young staff, you know, and uh, that sometimes the, the people that struggle with one showing up on time, showing being dependent and showing up, you know, mm -hmm. or or communicating, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late or whatever the case might be those soft skills. I mean, some of them are just like, they're just gone. They're missing. I mean, they don't have a, mm. you know, and it's funny. I was telling, telling Tanya a little bit, you know, uh, last, last night we were, we were talking about employees and the people that I interact with. And I said, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit more of an ass up front just because I'm trying to determine where they're point is, you know, I mean, I want to know, are they going to tolerate this? Or are they going to put up with, with me being this way and being their boss, because I need to know that up front. I mean, if they if they if they can't handle some of those things that I ask them to do that seem to be menial and they can't do those things dependably, 
then how are they going to do the things that I really need them to do down the road? And that's missing. That's missing out of sometimes out of this culture. And that comes back to showing up to class, doing your homework, turning it in, taking a test, even if you don't feel like you're fully mm -hmm. prepared. I mean, all of those things are like super important life skills. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta keep doing that. And, yeah. and honestly, it's like people need to hear this message, right? Parents need to hear this. We need to teach or we need to explain or we need to motivate and inspire. We need to have slogans and signs or we mm -hmm. need to just make the world know that uh, like this is important and it's important for our kids, mm -hmm. whether they go to our schools or they go to other schools or whether they just want to have uh, more fulfilling lives that showing up, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's a, one of the top qualities uh, that a human can have is the ability to be consistent and show up regularly. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, all right. Well, let's switch topics. Talk about sports a little bit. This is uh, yeah, third yeah. In the, yeah. yeah. Something about. Yeah. No. So, uh, you know, of course, we want football and volleyball and cross country to go great. Um, we're really proud of our kids and our athletes. But um, just in the last six years, seven years, really, um, we've been in the top five for that OSAA Cup. Every um, year. We've won it once. Or, um, we've got second place like two or three times third place this year, at least last school year. Um, and so that's the OSA Cup is all the sports programs that you have, and as well as your arts, so your your band and your choir and how they do at state performances, as well as uh, academic achievement mm -hmm. by the students um, for graduation. So third place um, for the state of Oregon this Small last bad. year. Yeah, we were uh, wrestling champions last year, um, cross country girls, uh, champions, um, choir champions again, um, final four basically for, for baseball, football, uh, football, top eight for softball, um, girls track second place last school year. Oh yeah. We were really close actually to, uh, to the first place team. So the second and the third were really like, I think a few points away. So we're, uh, you know, and we'll have a great school year this year too. And we've got great I'll just say great coaches, great athletes, great parents, great people moving in the same direction. Um, and I'm just, you know, that it would be bad for us to not acknowledge or appreciate that we do things pretty well athletically or even with our arts and activities. So, but I would say great, great kids, great coaches, great parents, great right. people. There's a direct tie to between extracurricular activities and athletics and and success in the classroom yes i love that you're right it's proven research yeah. i mean it, it, yes yeah. if you're like if you're excellent excellent permeates at a lot of levels yeah like that, that those habits those skills um get you far in life yeah and the research says that if you're engaged in extracurricular activities or athletics you're way less likely to get in trouble I love, I love what you're saying. No, I mean, yeah, I've, yeah. I've read about no, it. It's, yeah. it's, That's the truth. It's very, it's yeah. very, very. Important. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, I'll just say it's hard to get in trouble when you're doing all the right things. And it's hard not to be successful when you're doing a lot of the right things. Yeah. Different level of accountability. Mm -hmm. So, well, and I, you know, as you were listing all of those things, the faces of coaches 
came into my mind. Every every one of those, you know, as you mentioned, or choir directors or whatever, the, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the it's goes back to that thing that you said, the thing that worked for you as a kid is if somebody made a personal connection with mm -hmm. you, you know, the, the programs that I was involved in when I was in high school and college, they were dependent upon, you know, I mean, I was in singing in choirs and there was one choir that I sang in as a college or even after college. And the director, I mean, it, it is like, I mean, it was a 50 voice choir or whatever it might be. And it was like, there were lots of great voices mm -hmm. and, it, I didn't really felt like I was needed, but he went out of his way to say, no, I need you. And he would converse with me. I need you. I, I can hear you. I, you know, and, and that connection made a difference in my life. It's why I showed up. And mm -hmm. so even as an adult and so, you know, and every one of those coaches faces that you mentioned, they do that. I know they do that with their kids. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Hey, no, I, I need you to run track or I need you to sing or I need you to uh, dance or whatever it is. You know, those connections are incredibly powerful. Make yeah. a difference in life, kids. Yeah. You're right. Love that. Yeah. For me, especially people with my personality or whatever, um, I needed people to yeah. to guide me or care about me. And I would give you the best if, if you showed that. Well, and that's exactly right. Yeah. If you have someone who depends on you and they're depending on you personally mm -hmm. makes you're going to give them the effort mm -hmm. yeah what about uh we got a cheer team for the first time in yeah. 10 years, ten years. <laughs> yeah you know you know it, it it took uh kimberly westensko did a lot of work and she has different parents or different people supporting so i'm really inspired by by the level of collaboration and support she's getting of course you know working with the high school working with darren goodman um, I tend to be more of an abundant person. So if, if there's room for all of us kind of deal, there's room for more, if people want more, yeah. um, and I want that too. And, and so I'm really pleased that she, she, you know, there's been other people that have asked us and I've told people before, if, if there's firm commitment, if there's enough kids that want to participate, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say no. Right. And she went through that process of getting kids and then getting things scheduled and going through the, I'll just say the process that we have for our policy. And um, I've been really impressed. Yeah. We have like 16 or 17 yeah. girls off for cheer. Yeah. Four seniors. And they're active. They're participating. Yeah. 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 And that they're going to pass. Yeah. You know, those are things that are going to happen. Um, and it makes, again, it keeps them connected and right. engaged all the things that we need that help a human to be well-balanced. Yeah. And it's not just like, Yes, I want reading and math, but I also want reading and math and a good human and right. somebody that knows how to solve problems and collaborate. Right. You know, those soft skills you're talking about. This is what sports does. Memories and experiences um, yeah. and opportunities, you know, and relationships. It does all these things. It brings people together. So it's good. Well, and it's so dependent upon leadership. The organizations I've been a part of, you can sit in a board meeting or a you know, get a get together and you can pitch ideas all day long. Wouldn't it be great if, or mm -hmm. wouldn't that be cool if, you know, but unless you have somebody who emerges to say, I will do that. Yeah. I mean, if the leadership of that particular area doesn't show up, it's just an idea. Yeah. yeah. Love that. I, I wind up doing the same with a lot of like, uh, it's easy to, it's easy to talk. Yeah. It's a lot harder to do the work. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to do the work, I will support you. But right. if it's just talk and you want me to do something and yeah. we're already at capacity, yeah. I need others that I, I, and I tell people I have enough energy to help launch 
or help lift or help fund, but I don't have enough energy to like keep it all going. So if you really want this thing, you have to really show commitment too. Right. Uh, so we have those kinds of conversations on a variety of things that we do. <laughs> right. Um, but I love, I love good things. I love great things, and I like people doing great things. Right. Speaking well, of, oh. no, no, I'm just going to say, and and none of those coaches or those activity people are dread. They don't get paid enough to do it for the money. They yeah. do it because they do it because yeah. they they see the investment, they like it, and they want to do or it. Or they have a kid involved. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll just use yeah. the word passion. There's passion there. There's got to be passion um, or drive or some level of impact that they want to give or they want to contribute. Yeah. And I love that, that kind of energy. Speaking yeah. of great things happening, I got a phone call. I want to say like last Monday or Tuesday, maybe, maybe the Friday before, but uh, from, from Dalton sheets, the new football coach. And he's like on Wednesday, cause I was planning on showing up on Wednesday to schedule all the senior football players for interviews. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, on Wednesday, I, the band and the cheer team got a hold of me, and they want to do a performance for us. Can you come cover it, too? So Benny and I went down early, and we, we played the video at halftime of the football game. But the football team actually sat out there and watched the – after practice, watched the band and the cheer team go through all their stuff and clapped. And, you know, it was a good, the cheerleaders had suckers for all the football players. And this is, like, stuff that – People don't get to see normally. You know what I mean? And I, didn't, so, I mean, I think you was, said something to it was, me. It was pretty cool. But that right there, you know what? Not even knowing all the details, I know you're the person that told me that you had filmed something, then you'll play at halftime, and I didn't see it. But yeah. what I, even you sharing that, like right there, that this is like connecting with me that the band kids are feeling seen now. Yeah. They're feeling seen by the football players, and they're feeling seen by the, the Media. the cheer the cheerleaders by you and then what all that you're doing and then the cheerleaders are being seen by the football players and then they're seen by the band player like that that kind of stuff builds culture creates connection builds relationships and not a lot of people even like see all of those things or maybe they do yeah. but have just even doing those things yeah. those are memories those are lifelong things that what I do matters. Yeah, and most coaches don't even think about stuff oh. like that. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, if I tried to put myself in the same shoes as Sheets, I, a new coach, you know, a week before my first game, I'm not thinking about that kind of stuff. But I thought it was pretty awesome that he he went out of his way to call and say, hey, you know, this is happening. And I don't know what the influence right. was, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it's just cool. It's, yeah, love it. it really Culture is. building, team building, all of that, beautiful. Yeah. That's what we should do. And that that term being seen took me a while to get my head around that. And you know, on on the surface it seems fluffy, it seems trite or seem, you know, why is mm -hmm. that important? But but uh it really matters. I mean, everybody yeah. has a memory. I certainly have memories when I was in high school and a senior who I respected in some manner turned around to me at choir and mm -hmm. said, "Wow, you, you sound really good. Yeah. You know, I mean, and so, so suddenly is like that, that older person who I respected saw me and it made a difference in my yeah. life. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you're, it's absolutely right. It's critical. Yeah. And, and that goes into adulthood too. I mean, it doesn't matter. You can be working in a multi-layer thing like what, you know, the school district is, you yeah. have all these layers and somebody who is a janitor, their whole life can be turned around by, 
somebody, an administrator, and I know mm-hmm. you know that, recognizing them. Hey, I see what you're doing. I see the effort that you're doing. You mm-hmm. know, makes a big difference in 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 our lives. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Right. My it's favorite. Motivation. My favorite person at the high school when I was in high school was a janitor. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. No. Jesse. Jesse was the janitor. He, was he here when you were here? He's still here. Is he? Oh yeah. man, Jesse, man, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best, the best jam. I could set up a time for you guys if you want. Oh, like I would that. love to. I'd love to ha- interview him. That would be <laughs> awesome. That would be amazing. Well, I wonder if it's the same Jesse. Here. It's got to be. He, how long has he been? He's been there for a long he's time. Been, I mean, I know he's, I don't want to say age stuff, but it, he's been around. I'll just yeah. say that. So, <laughs> yeah, he's it, been around. It's got to be the same. Yeah. Guy. He's, he's be. been here longer than I've been here. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, cool. Well, George, good. thanks. Anything else you want to mention before we quit here? No, I would just say, you know, um, a theme that we have for the school year is impact. And I just would say that um, we all make an impact. Some of our conversations right now really was about the impact people have made on our lives. Could have been the janitor, could be the coach, could be the teacher, could be the bus driver, the cook, um, could be a parapro, could be a secretary, could be the parents, uh, could be us. Like we all make an impact. And if our goal is to be, you know, very impactful, it's got to be somewhat in this in positive realm. And it is about the gratitude or it is the appreciation. It is the I see you. Um, it is the spending time. It is the positive affirmations. It's all of those kinds of things that when we do that well, kids are motivated. Kids are inspired. Kids stick it out. Kids graduate. And so the impact that we make matters. Um, it's like the air we breathe. You know, we don't always know or think about that kind of stuff, but you're here because somehow you were impacted. Dodzy's here, impacted. Same for me. So um, I I just want everybody to know, like, the more that we make a positive impact, the better for our world. Yeah. Good. Better for our kids. Good. Thank you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for staying here. Yeah. You've been here now. How long? Uh, I'm starting my seventh school. My oh, seventh awesome. year. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, so 2017, 2018. And, uh, and Scott Carpenter for all that he does and oh, yeah. the, the other staff, you know. And I I have I have people occasionally who will, I have you know, a family member not too long ago, like, well, what do you think of, and he specifically asked me about the city councilor. What do you think about the commissioners or whatever? And it was this suspicious, like, yeah, this stuff that we hear on the news, do you think that's permeating? And certainly those conversations, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much chaos. I, th- I think it's reducing a little bit, but there's been so much chaos and drama that had to do with school boards and and certainly, uh, you know, COVID presented a whole ton of stuff that just distracted, I think, distracted what it was that you you were trying to do and schools in the area were trying to do and are trying to do point I'm saying is this is, is that, uh, you know, I, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I believe in Scott. I believe in the teachers and the same thing for our city council people and our commissioners. I know all of you personally. And if there was a problem, mm-hmm. I mean, if I felt like there was something that smelled that didn't pass the smell test, mm-hmm. I would point it out. I would dig into it, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I, I appreciate who you are. Uh, I appreciate you uh, insulating us as much as you can from 
the stuff that really has nothing to do with education. Uh, yeah. So, and I, and I know that you passed the smell test. <laughs> so that's, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means for sure. But yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and I guess I, the, the point is, is that, you know, if, if there are people out there that are suspicious or whatever the case might be, they can reach you. Yeah. They can come talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And they can. And, you know, I do follow process and systems. So that's one of the things, but definitely if they need to just talk to me and get to know me or understand some of our issues or some of the things that they might have concerns with that I'll make time for that. Yeah. If it's a concern about their child or a concern, it's really, have you talked to the teacher? Have right, you talked right. to the principal? Have you done it that way? But, um, but I still would say anytime people really want to chat with me, they can email me, they can call me, they can set up a time to meet with me. Yeah. All of that. Well, and I, and I remember this a few years ago. I mean, and sometimes just the direct question, uh, whatever. I mean, the thing they're suspicious about, rather than creating a whole bunch of drama, just, just ask the question. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, hey, how much is this particular issue actually affecting here us locally? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and just a direct question kind of cuts right through it all and gives you guys the opportunity to answer the question. So, mm -hmm. so there's, a, there's a path for you guys to do so. And you've had a path to submit questions here in the last hour, and you haven't. So well, somebody said hi. But somebody said hi. Yeah. So, all righty. Well, hey, you all want to get us out here, man? On this day, September 7th, 1813, Uncle Sam is first used to refer to the U.S. by Troy Post of New York. 1813. 1909, Eugene Lefebvre yeah, becomes the first pilot to die in an airplane. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. 1909. He was flying a new French-built Wright biplane. Must have been 1909. 1909, that's what I said. Okay. Yeah. 1936, Boulder Dam, which is now Hoover Dam on the Colorado River between Nevada and Arizona begins operation. 1968, on this day, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham make their live debut as Led Zeppelin, but they were billed as the new Yardbirds in front of about 1,200 students at Egegaard School in Gladsax, Denmark. Hmm. Led Zeppelin, one of the most right. famous bands ever. 1996, rap artist Tupac Shakur is shot multiple times in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas, Nevada. He would die six days later. 2020 on this day, wildfires in California burn a record 2 million acres, which is bigger than the whole state of Delaware. Wow. Yeah, 2020. That was those bad fires. I remember when I was in college down in California, it must have been 98, I think, 99 maybe, the whole Cajon Pass was on fire, which is the pass between like the the basin which is like riverside la all that mm -hmm. and the high desert which is like victorville barstow california and i had to drive from up there down the cajon pass and then back to go to school wow. and that whole the whole cajon pass was on fire for like i want to say like three weeks wow you could feel it when you're driving you know like yeah california man it's that's scary 2022 discovery of the earliest evidence of surgery from a 31,000-year-old skeleton with an amputated lower leg in a cave in East Kilimanjaro, Borneo. <laughs> 31,000 years ago, there was somebody cut somebody's leg off. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 31,000. Well, what'd they use? A stone? <laughs> Could you imagine how bad that would hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Fish. 
the number one song in the country on September 7th, 1993, Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. And, and if you're my age, every boy my age has been in love with her at one yeah. point or another in their life. Yeah, for sure. George is smiling because he knows. He's <laughs> <laughs> the quote, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass away. And that's Earl Nightingale. One more time. Never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass away. Mm. All righty. Thanks, Eastern Oregon, for tuning in. Thanks for being here, George. Yeah, next appreciate Tuesday. It. Yep. We'll be back. George, appreciate it. Yep. We'll see you soon.